0: Welcome to Mind Your Own Karma, The Adoption Chronicles. I'm your host, Melissa Brunetti. In this second season of Mind Your Own Karma, we're tackling the subject of adoption. Yes, adoption most of the time is a wonderful experience. You have the generous birth parents, the excited adoptive parents, and this lucky little baby. Everyone lives happily ever after, right? But what I want you to know is, there's so much more to these stories. I'm an adoptee myself, and I wanna bring all sides of the adoption journey to you and hopes to educate you and to bring understanding to the subject. We're about to get real and raw here, so let's dive right in. Hey there, Karma Crew. It's Melissa Brunetti, the host of Mind Your Own Karma, the Adoption Chronicles. And today I am going to be talking about something that I found in the book, 20 Things Adopted Kids Wish Their Adoptive Parents Knew. Because we've brought up the subject that it's traumatic for the baby to be taken away from its birth mother. And what are the adoptive parents supposed to do about that? How are they supposed to navigate that? What is the best way for the baby and the parents to figure out a way to adjust. So if you are thinking of adopting, you know, of someone that has recently adopted, or are just someone that has adopted and is wondering why your child is acting the way they are acting. This episode will be great for you. The first thing I want to do is read this little story. It really, really got to me. And I it just kind of lays the foundation of how the baby feels when they are taken to their new home. So I'm going to start with that. Adoption day finally arrives. The day that at times seemed an eternity away. The home studies are over. The what ifs are behind you. Smooth sailing from here on out. The birth mother tearfully signs the adoption papers as the nurse dresses the baby in the outfit you brought. The relatives gather at your house in anticipation of the homecoming. A meal is prepared. The mood is festive. Voices are loud and cheerful. Cameras flash and videos roll as you carry the baby into her new home for everyone to see. Isn't she beautiful? They all say one after another. Grandparents hold her first, then the aunts and uncles and cousins. The baby lies quietly in each person's arms seemingly oblivious to all that is happening around her. However, no one knows that beneath that crisp white dress is a tiny, grieving heart. A heart that wonders where mommy is, her smell, the sound of her voice, her heartbeat, her body. Where did she go? Such is the primal loss that your adopted baby experiences on the day she comes to live with you. Before you ever held her in your arms, she lost her birth mother and all she represents. It is a crushing blow that will affect her life forever. It can be likened to a toddler having both parents wiped out in an automobile accident. Except in this case, there is no closure, no funeral, no acknowledged grief. How different is the baby's emotional reality from what is happening around her? She is grieving. Others are rejoicing. She is wounded. Others are unaware. She needs comfort and nurturing. Others are celebrating. These are difficult words to hear, especially for adoptive parents who want nothing for the best for their children. Learning that your child experienced such a blow before adoption ever occurred can produce feelings of helplessness, and keep you running away from your child's reality rather than helping her deal with it. The subject of adoptee loss is often uncomfortable for parents and mental health professionals alike, because the depth of pain an adopted person feels can be overwhelming. That story is just so heart-wrenching to me, but it brings the reality to light. And that is what I want to do with this podcast I just feel like there is an awakening happening right now in the adoptive community to where people are wanting to talk about their pain and how it affects them now as adults. And I think if we can go back to the moment that that baby gets taken and brought into a new family, if that family can learn ways of helping that child grieve and cope and journey through that. I think that's just so, so key. And so I'm going to tackle some of that today and hopefully help some of the adoptive parents that might be listening to this podcast, give you some ideas how to navigate because I really think, I mean, the birth mother obviously has a horrible grieving process to go through most likely but the adoptive parents are the ones that have to pick that child up and help them and it's not just you know a one time deal this is something that they deal with their entire lives and so i think it's just key for them to teach the child that it's okay to grieve it's okay to talk about your birth family and just some other things that um some tips that this book has given me to give to you So we're going to talk about some don'ts first, and then we will talk about some do's. (laughs) The first thing that I want to say to adoptive parents is it is so difficult to bring home a baby and have that baby kind of reject you. Not wanting to be held, not wanting to be loved, not wanting to be cuddled maybe crying a lot. The baby's grieving and people don't realize it because the baby can't verbalize that. And that's just another thing that breaks my heart. And I know I've said this before, but that poor little baby can't say what they need or what they want or what they're going through. And I just can't imagine. I just see this helpless little baby just having to deal with all this stuff. And My mission is to help adoptive parents make that transition as seamless as possible because they are grieving. Those babies are grieving. And the way that you handle that from day one is going to be pretty huge. And I know that's the last thing that adoptive parents want to think about when they're bringing home a brand new baby because they're excited and happy and they want to celebrate. And that's great. But if you're really wanting to do what's best for the child, you're going to have to come to terms with what your baby's going through in that moment, especially if the child had been relinquished and put into foster care or had multiple caregivers in between their birth and their mother giving them up, then there's just a whole extra layer of things because they've attached and been discarded and attached and been discarded. And that's how the baby feels that they've been discarded, that they've been abandoned. And if that's happened multiple times, that is going to make for a harder time for that baby to adjust and bond. So the hard truth is that the adoptive parents are going to have to realize that in that moment, they're going to have to think about the baby and not themselves and think about what that baby needs. Maybe not have that huge party right when you're bringing that baby home. Maybe not have that party for a few months. Maybe don't even have a lot of people over where that baby's passed around and held by a bunch of people right away. You know, I have to tell this story I was in a public place about a week ago and this woman was talking about her roommate had come home with a baby and the roommate had not been talking about getting a baby. Hadn't talked about it with her roommates, bringing home a baby. She just came home with a baby. And what happened was I guess um, this couple that knew her parents Da- their daughter had a baby and this is like the third time that she's given the baby up for adoption, but she keeps having babies and she was giving this one up for adoption and wanted to know if this family's daughter wanted the baby. I don't know how well they know this woman that they gave the baby to. I, I don't know. They, do they know her living situation? You know, she lives with a bunch of other people. And then as she was talking about it, there was other people saying, oh, I would have taken her. And the conversation was going on. And I was just sitting there going, are they talking about a real baby? And yes, they were talking about a real baby because I was thinking, this isn't a puppy. This isn't a puppy that you're just giving away to a stranger. And it's no big deal. I just they were talking about it. Like it was a, it would, they were going to adopt a puppy. And I was just like, I wanted to say something in that moment so bad, but I didn't want, I didn't know what to say. Like, what do you say? (laughs) And that young woman has no idea what she's getting into with this baby. There's just so much, so much. There's so many things I could break off into and say right now, but I was just appalled and I I didn't know what to say and I need to come up with something (laughs) because I just want people to know it's not that simple and it's not all happiness and roses and celebrations. It's not. There was a loss in the beginning that gave you this gift that needs to be acknowledged and worked through. So anyway, I'm going to get off my soapbox about all that right now, but, um, let's get into some of the don'ts. The first thing I want to say to adoptive parents is your baby's going through a lot and whatever way they are displaying that emotionally, physically, whatever, don't take it personal. Don't take it personal that you are being rejected. This is just the baby's way of acting out some of their grief. And your baby may not want to be cuddled and held. You are going to have to figure out ways to soothe that baby. The normal ways that you soothe a biological child may not work with an adoptive child. So maybe the baby just needs to be patted on the back or it's back rubbed, or massaged, or, you know, you play music, or who knows, you are going to have to try and figure those things out. But just know that the normal ways that a mother soothes their biological child may not work with this child. You might even have to take into consideration if they were adopted from another country, that maybe there was a swaddling technique or something that they do over there that you might have to learn to try with this baby that might work. So sometimes cultural things might come into play with that. So just kind of think of those things out of the box, um, that you traditionally would think, you know, would work that if they're not to think about that. So number one, don't take your baby's response to you personally. And try to figure out what that baby needs to be soothed. Every child's different. And especially an adoptive child is going to be different than a birth child. Number two is I think a lot of times adoptive parents think if they don't talk about adoption, that the child will feel more part of the family. And that's just not true because The child wants most of the time, the child wants to talk about it, but they're afraid to talk about it because maybe they've seen a reaction out of you that isn't perpetuating a welcoming communication and thinking that if you just sweep it under the carpet and don't acknowledge it, that it's not going through the child's mind already because it is your child has a lot of questions. They are wondering what their birth mother looks like. They are wondering if they have any siblings. They are wondering what their culture was like and why they were even put up for adoption. That's a huge one that I think every adopted person wonders at some point is the why the why story. And all those things are so normal. So why do adoptees feel like it's not normal? Why do we feel like we are ungrateful that we have these feelings and we don't want to hurt anybody. So we just stuff them down and we don't talk about them. And it's just so not fair. So if you can just acknowledge that if the child brings it up and respond in a loving way that perpetuates conversation instead of shutting it down, that is so huge. Just the feeling that it's okay to bring it up whenever they feel the need to without feeling like they're hurting anyone or being judged or being ungrateful is just the biggest thing to an adoptee. The third thing that I want to bring up is not to deny where that child has come from, not to deny their culture. And obviously if they're from another country, then it's, you know, you can't really hide that. But, um, even, you know, if the child even does look like you, their ethnicity is different. Bring it up. Talk about it celebrate those holidays and let them experience those holidays. It's part of who they are. It's in their DNA. And I think it's kind of cool that you can help them celebrate where they're from, but trying to mold your child into your family and into something that is cookie cutter, maybe for the rest of your kids, that's just not going to work for the adopted child. They're going to, they already feel like the black sheep. So instead of pretending that they're not different when they already feel it anyway, and no one's acknowledging it, at least acknowledge it in a positive way. So celebrate that difference and make it a positive and maybe point out what a great asset, how their differences are a great asset to your family and how positive those differences are that you are seeing and happy to be experiencing new things because of this child. So acknowledging their roots is, I think, a positive direction to help that child embrace the differences instead of feeling like an outsider. The next comment or point that I have is a huge one. This is big. Do not correct your child or make them feel uncomfortable when their emotions about adoption come up by trying to show them the positive. Even when you're not an adoptive person talking about adoption, I If someone's not acknowledging my hurt first, there's no way I can look at the positive. I can't just go from, Oh, you're lucky. So let's stop thinking that. And let's just, let's just be happy. It just doesn't happen. Your feelings need to be acknowledged before you can move into a feeling of positivity or a feeling of gratitude So making that person feel bad for feeling those uncomfortable emotions because you are the one that's uncomfortable, that's pretty selfish. So that is a big one for me. And I think these children, and especially if you do open the floodgates of communication and that it's okay for them to express, you're going to hear a lot of things from your child. And a lot of questions and probably some hurtful things that they're sad and things like that. And parents just want to cover that up so fast. And you just can't do that with an adoptee. You have to deal with the question and of course, answer it age appropriately, but answer the question the best that you can. You might not know the answer, but You can help that child navigate through that and maybe help find out the answer to some of those questions if you can, but give them an answer and don't let your reaction to the question, just take a deep breath, take a deep breath and give yourself a moment before you give that body language or maybe express in a way, your tone of voice or whatever, that you are uncomfortable because your child will pick up on that so fast and they will get the point that this is something I probably shouldn't bring up because it upsets mom and dad. So examples of things not to say, (laughs) I have heard so many adoptees say they are so tired of hearing how lucky they are to have been adopted. How lucky we are. That word lucky, it sets off so many adoptees because they do not feel lucky. They went through a trauma to get to the family that they have tried to fit into. So if you don't acknowledge that, then it's really hard not to, to not be stuck, to not be stuck in sucky town. (laughs) So telling them, Oh, you shouldn't feel that way because you had a great family. No, that's not the thing to say. That is so not the thing to say, but that is what we hear so often because people get uncomfortable when you talk about adoption and you start talking about some uncomfortable things. They don't know what to say to you. And that just makes the adoptee shut down. On a bunch of levels. So try not to do that. Let them talk, let them express, and try not to react in a negative manner. I think I'm on number five. As for me, and I know I've said this on a prior podcast, and I've talked to other adoptees that feel the same way how I felt like the stork dropped me off, like I had no birth story. Nobody knew, you know, I didn't get the story. Oh, we, you know, I went into labor and we went to the hospital and we had you and, you know, that whole story. We don't have that. So it's kind of like we went to the adoption agency and picked you up. And so it's kind of a weird feeling that you feel like you just appeared out of nowhere. And other adoptees have, have said the same thing. So what I would say a don't is, is your child had a life before the day you got them. So don't pretend that their adoption day was the day that they were born because it just it's just weird. It's already weird enough for us. So don't pretend that that child's life began that day by not mentioning their birth parents or not mentioning anything that you might know about what happened to them prior to you getting them talk about those things that you do know so that they feel like they didn't just appear the day that you, you pick them up from the adoption agency or wherever you pick them up. So acknowledging that there was a before is something that helps an adoptee make that transition to, the new family that they don't feel weird. I don't know how even how to explain it any other way. It's just a weird feeling. And even though I have heard my birth story, it still feels weird. (laughs) Number six, I kind of touched on this already, but just keep your reactions in check when your child brings up their adoption, your body language, You know, the way you react to them when they're talking about their birth family, it enforces a no talk rule in the brain of that adoptee. They are watching your reactions. And so it's so important to keep that in check. And I just wanted to make that point again on its own, um, because it is so important. And again, the thing to remember is they're not talking about their birth family to hurt you or to replace you or anything like that. It's a need that they have. And so take yourself out of the equation and, you know, it's not anything that you didn't do right. It's a primal need to know these things. And so it's natural. It's not about you. So just remember that when they are acting out, even because adoptive children do act out sometimes if they feel like they don't have that outlet. So just be aware of these things and check yourself and put the child first. It's not always about you or something you did or didn't do. The next thing I want to talk about is not to take offense to how your child describes their birth parents. And I've said this on the podcast as well, where I hope it's not confusing because it's just so hard to think and have to say adoptive parents and birth parents or biological parents, sometimes even you know i call my birth parents mom and dad even though i don't consider them my mom and dad it just comes out that way so i might say my mom my dad and i don't it doesn't mean anything there's no huge meaning behind the slip up you know it's just it's confusing for us and it's hard to stop and think okay what do I call her again? And what do I call him again? And so just don't take it personally when the child calls their birth family, mom or dad or sister and brother or whatever. It, it doesn't mean that you've been erased from that title. <laughs> it could just be hard for us adoptees to keep all the lingo straight when we're having a conversation. So just try not to take it personal. I know a big trigger for adoptive parents can be when Adoptee calls their birth family their real parents. You know, that doesn't feel very good, I'm sure, but it doesn't it doesn't mean that we think any different about you as our adoptive parents. Another point I want to bring up is don't shame your child for wanting to find their birth family. Don't say things like, why do you need to do that? You have a family, you have a loving family. Why do you need to find your biological relatives? It's a need. It, it, like I said before, if you had a child that got switched at birth and you didn't find out until 10 years down the road, would you not still want to know that child? Would you not want to know what happened to them? if they were placed in a good home, you would still want to know that child, that is your flesh and blood. And it's just a need. It's a primal need to do that. And it's normal. And adoptees should not feel shame for feeling something that's natural and normal. But even I get that a lot of times and it's not just, you know, family members that do that. It's other people too. I have great parents and everybody says so. And so if I do start bringing up things about my biological family, people have said those things like, but you have great parents. So who cares? Like, why do you even, you know, wh- why do you even have to do that? Cause you just do, you do. And to make us feel bad about having those feelings and wants and needs, that's just not right. And the conversation needs to change. And this is what I'm seeing right now out in the adoptive community, that people are tired of having to hide their feelings, which are natural and normal. We're tired of feeling bad about that and not feeling like we can talk about it freely and have a conversation and it's going to change. I think, um, I think that it's going to change, which I just see this huge revolution coming. And I think it's so needed because today, even today, last week I was talking, um, and to Desi and her story about adoption and fostering, you know, being a foster child and just the abuse and just all the horrible things There's so much reform that needs to happen in those two systems. I mean, the adoption system is just a moneymaker. The States make money off of adopting foster kids and it's just, nobody's thinking of the children. Nobody's thinking of the children. And I just see these adoptees rising up to bring about some awareness to this subject in hopes of helping children that are still coming out of these systems. So I was going to go into the things that you should do, but I'm already at 30 minutes into this podcast. And I like to keep it around that time if I can, because I respect your time. And I just like to kind of pack a punch and get it in there in about 30 minutes. So I will wait and do the dues next week. So tune in for that. Lastly, if adoption has touched your life in some way, it could be any way, birth mother, adoptee, adoptive parent, a sibling, someone that is looking for a relative that got lost in the foster system, put up for adoption, any story, please contact me. My email is mindyourownkarma at gmail.com. Tell me a little bit about your story and I will contact you and we can put your story on the podcast. If you know someone that has been touched by adoption that you think would love to listen to this podcast, please share it. You can even share it on your social media pages. I would really appreciate that. um, Since I've pivoted to talking about adoption and kind of focusing more um, the podcast on that, that. If you know of anyone that could benefit from any of the subjects that I'm talking about, feel free to share. If you are part of the adoption triad and are trying to search for some biological relative, there is a Facebook page, Adoption Search and Reunion that I have found. And they are a group of people that have a bunch of search angels that can help you with your search. And they have a lot of great tips on there. They also talk about a lot of reunions and how those go, you know, that'll be another subject I tackle on here. Um, you know, the reunions aren't always pleasant. We hope that they are our expectations. Sometimes that's a whole different subject, so I'm not going to get into it, but they are, you know, people post about their reunions on there and things like that. So if you're looking for anyone or just want to read, um, a little bit about some of the stories, you can go on that Facebook page and they can help you out. If there are any adoptees that are looking for some support fireside adoptees, they are also on Facebook. They have meetings twice a week on zoom I have only attended one, but I have talked to many of the admins on this page. It is a great resource if you are struggling with adoption issues and a lot of people don't realize about these issues until later in life. And then it's like, why is this coming out now? And you know, it's, it can be very disorienting this group is a great resource. And so, like I said, there's two meetings a week. Sometimes they have speakers, sometimes it's open mic and you can just talk about whatever you want to talk about, or you could just listen to everyone else, um, and make comments. You don't have to talk, so you can just come observe if you want to, but I find that it's a great place for people to see that they aren't alone. And I know a lot of adoptees feel that way because we haven't been able to talk. So it's just a great resource. So check it out if you are interested. So as always, take what you need and leave what you don't. And always remember to mind your own karma. We will see you next time. Thank you so much for listening to Mind Your Own Karma, the Adoption Chronicles. I've had listeners ask how they can help support this podcast. The best way to do that is rate and review this podcast directly on your listening platform. You have no idea how this small gesture helps get the word out about this podcast. Don't forget to click the subscribe tab to get notified of future episodes so you won't miss a thing. You can also find my Instagram and Facebook links below if you would like to follow and support me there as well. Lastly, if you or someone you know would like to be a guest on the Adoption Chronicles season of the podcast, you can email me at mindyourownkarma at gmail.com. Thanks again, and I'll see you next time.